stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. All right, here's your last question. What was the cause of the Civil War? Actually, there were numerous causes. Aside from the obvious schism between abolitionists and anti-abolitionists, economic factors, both domestic and international, played a significant... Yeah. Just, just say slavery. Slavery it is, sir. Yes, I am a citizen. Now, which way to the welfare office? What? I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I work, I work. Uh, Well, that, if you didn't know, is uh, Apu from The Simpsons. That was a classic episode. Of the Simpsons, so no, maybe I'm, I'm cherry picking, but that doesn't sound like uh, a show that's making fun of the character, even though the accent, which by the way is delivered by a, a white guy, is fairly played out. I mean, to me, Apu the character has always kind of been this this misunderstood, uh, hardworking immigrant, and and that episode in particular was uh, about uh, a vote in Springfield about whether to kick out all illegal immigrants. And it was more about mocking the ignorance of the townspeople. And, and Apu kind of looks like the hero. Here he is, this, this would-be immigrant to the country, probably knows more about the Civil War than uh, the most residents of the town. So I, I've never viewed Apu as, as offensive, but maybe it's not my place to say so. I mean, I'm, I'm a white guy. How do Indian Americans and Indian Canadians feel about it? There's a documentary that's getting a lot of attention called The Problem with Apu. That makes the case that it is kind of a lazy ethnic stereotype, and it is problematic, and the show needs to address it. Well, the show did respond last week, but it was a pretty dismissive way of uh, of responding. They, they, they don't really make much of the argument. Clearly, there, there are no plans to change Apu. So should they? Well, the documentary is called The Problem with Apu. Our next guest wrote an interesting piece at Medium.com, and it's been republished elsewhere this week, called The Problem with the Problem with Apu. A response to the documentary and some, some interesting points on the other side of this debate. Rajiv Satyal is a U.S.-based comedian. RajivSatyal.com is his website, and he joins us on the line here this afternoon. Rajiv, great to have you with us. Welcome to the program. Absolutely. Thank you. And thanks for plugging my website. I appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. Well, and I guess as a, as a bit of a disclaimer here, I mean, you, you do know, as I understand, the creator of this documentary fairly well. Yeah, Harry and I actually toured India together. We did a seven city tour over there. And so I you know, spent almost every waking minute with him for a couple of weeks. So, yeah, I know him quite well. Now, it's, it's term, in terms of a, a subject worth exploring, the, the creation of this character, the evolution of this character, how the character is perceived, do you, do you think that this is a, a worthwhile conversation, whether or not Harry hits the mark with his documentary? Do, do you think it's an important issue? Yeah, I mean, it obviously is because you're having me on to talk about it, right? I I don't mean that as sort of a a blow-off answer. What I mean is that clearly it's in the zeitgeist, right? I mean, this whole idea of who can say what and the fact that, you know, uh, Apu is voiced by a white man, does that matter? I mean, these are interesting topics of conversation. Everybody seems to have a point of view about it. It's it's very accessible. And sure, it's, it's a worthwhile conversation. 
You know, it's interesting because I I love The Simpsons. Uh, I'm a bit of a Simpsons snob in that, for me, the show essentially ended uh, by by the year 2000. So uh, when I think of of how the show was handled, uh, Pooh or other characters, I mean, it it seems as though they always had a a level of intelligence in in how they approached it. It was certainly always intended as satire. Maybe the show has got lazier over the years. Maybe they have just uh, thrown out lazy uh, racial stereotypes because they're, they're not as clever as they once were. What's your sense of how the character of Apu is portrayed and whether Indian Americans or Indian Canadians should be offended by it? Gosh, that's that's interesting. I mean, I think you're right about the fact that, I mean, every show has its peaks and troughs and usually hits its stride. You know, like if you look at Seinfeld, for example, which, you know, I'm a comedian, so of course I love Seinfeld and the older show now, but, and it's funny to kind of think of it that way, but that show really kind of, I mean, I love the earlier episodes, but it really hit its stride in like season three, four, five, and even six. And then, you know, it starts to fall off a little bit after, you know, like kind of season eight and nine aren't quite as hot as it was before. So I think that does happen with comedies. You kind of, if you think about the great comedy movies in fact i think there are like eight of them that are funny all the way to the end right most of the time after a while like the the jig is up because dramas are about the ending it's building and building and building after a while the comedies are like okay i get it it's the same shtick i got it and and that's that so i think that it is hard to keep it going for what is it 24 25 seasons some crazy thing like that maybe even more for the simpsons now so i think maybe around the time you're talking about is probably where it, it did kind of get not not as good as it was um as far as the second part of your question, I mean, should we be offended? Gosh, that's just a hard, you know, it's a hard <laughs> right. thing to, to answer. I'm, I am Indian American, and I mean, I, I've never really been offended by it. I think it's funny. I mean, and that's the funny thing. It's like a friend of mine who is very, very conservative, and he, he's very pro-Trump. He sent me all these cartoons that were very pro-Trump, and usually conservative humor doesn't work. But I was, I, I do, I dislike Trump very strongly. Like I cannot stand him. I'm not a big fan of the Republican Party right now at all. And it was just funny though. Like all the cartoons, cartoons he said were funny. Like I was laughing out loud, and even though I completely disagreed with the point of view and the points that the cartoons are making, they were funny. And I think funny is funny, whether it's liberal or conservative. I mean, if it's a funny joke, we can laugh. Yeah, you know, it's it's hard for me sitting here, sitting here as a white guy to say something is or isn't offensive. I mean, we have this debate about, uh, you know, sports teams and sports teams names and logos. And there's a story recently about the Cleveland Indians. And I, I mean, look, if, if Native Americans believe that that logo and the name to be offensive, who am I to tell them otherwise? But I saw a video of a protest outside the stadium and, and some of these these fans were going by and some of the, the racist and awful things they were shouting at these protesters. I mean. Racists are going to be racist, and if they're racist who, who laugh at a poo because they're racist or, you know, we've heard anecdotes about how, you know, Indian Americans or Indian Canadians will have some of these Apu catchphrases shouted at them uh, in, in a racist way, I mean, that, that's, that's the fault of the racist, right? I mean, is it, is it the fault of the show or the character? That's interesting. I mean, yeah, I think that we can pour fuel on the fire, give them fodder, and Apu probably does that for for racists. I mean, if that's what they want to see in it. But I think you're doing the right thing by having someone, like you're a white guy and you're saying, like, I'm a brown guy. It's like, it's good to have me on or someone like me on because you're that's that's what this is about it's a dialogue you're finding out you're not just going well i don't think it's this it's like well you, are you you know how, how would you know uh like i don't know what it's like to be a white guy so you don't know what it's like to be a brown guy so right. i think this is the right approach i mean it's funny because um you know when when in the trailer where hurry has dana gold on and dana gold of course is a legendary comic writer 
and all of that good stuff. And, you know, he's explaining how the Indian voice just sounds funny to white Americans. It sounds funny to Indian Americans, too. I mean, I'm a stand-up. I've worked with Russell Peters, I don't know, 30, 40 times. I mean, a lot. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when he does the voice, I do the voice. I'm not putting myself on Russell's level. I'm just (laughs) saying that what some of us do, he's such a legend. He's amazing. But when you think about, like, when I'll do all Indian audiences, if I do a punchline that, like, my dad is speaking, and I say, and my dad said, go to your room, uh, that's not one of my punchlines, but whatever. They won't necessarily laugh. What am I getting? They said, go to your room. And they'll just they laugh. And maybe it's the familiarity of it, but I do think that there's something in the rhythm of it. And I just got back from touring India. I did 28 gigs in 28 days in February. It was insane. And, you know, a lot of the rhythm, a lot of these guys are doing their setups in English and their punchlines in Hindi. And my commentary on that was like, do you know how frustrating it is to be a comedian who doesn't know the endings of any of these jokes? Like, I know three guys walk into a bar, but I don't know what happened to the third guy. I just, I have no idea what's going on. But I asked a lot of them, I was like, why do you do that? And they said, there's something in the rhythm of Hindi. There's something in the rhythm of Punjabi that just sounds funny to the ear. And you know, is it an accent thing? No, but there, there are certain voices, there are certain cadences, there are certain sounds that have a funny quality to them. And I think there's, there's room for that. Yeah. It's interesting, too. I mean, it's it's not quite a parallel, but I mean, you know, my, my father's from Scotland. I have some some Scottish heritage. Uh, the character Groundskeeper Willie on on The Simpsons is is in a similar vein, very much yeah. playing up on those those kinds of stereotypes and the the overemphasis of of the Scottish accent. But there are other characters on The Simpsons. There's the Italian chef Luigi. There's Bumblebee Ben. There's there's a lot of characters that that kind of have a root in in some of those stereotypes and and even at times are almost comically overdone. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I noticed this years, maybe 10, 12 years ago, somebody was doing accents and did, you know, the Scottish was, was a good one, and then all these same ones, and it wasn't a Simpsons-related thing, but then he did a Chinese accent, and then the audience was like, ooh. And it was like, I was like, wow, that's so interesting. And I think it's, it has to do with people being, um, you know, oppressed or being, you know, kind of held down or whatever. Like, he gave the Native American example. I'm from Ohio. I was born and raised in Cincinnati. It was funny that, that uh, yeah, they said it was inoffensive as a Sunday in Cincinnati. I was like, oh, that's, that's my town. <laughs> but I spent time in Cleveland, and, yeah. and I, I love Cleveland Indians. But I think the thing with Native Americans, they're the group for whom I feel the worst. Because it's like, no matter what other group of people have gone through some things, and they, of course, many people have, it's like, gosh, they lost their entire country. They lost their home. It's just like totally genocided. And now on top of that, we, we can't change the names of our sports teams. And we're the ones going, oh, come on, just like take a joke. It's like, dude, like they're asking you for this one thing. Could you just change the name of the team? Like we could at least understand that as Americans or people who are not Native Americans. I mean, so I, I think to yell things out them or to put them down or whatever. I mean, not everybody can take a punch equally. I mean, people have been uh, oppressed and whatever else. And that, you know, that makes some people roll their eyes, but we have to look at history. Yeah. Well, and I mean, right, and, and it's it's ironic because, you know, the argument uh, for some of these names is that, well, we do it out of respect, right? We do it out of respect for this culture, but as soon as somebody from that culture says anything, it's like, shut up and go away. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty ironic. Uh, and then it's funny, like in, in the in the trailer where Hardy does have Dana Gold on, you know, and then and then Hardy pops up and says, "It's funny because it's racist." 
Well, that's not an explanation as to why something's funny. There are a lot of things that are racist that aren't funny, like genocide, like slavery, like a lot of things that are that are really horribly over the top racist, and they're not funny. So I don't think the you, we can sort of it's not a tautology. We can't just be like, well, it's funny because it's racist. One doesn't necessarily lead to the other. So I, I I just had some issues with the way that some of it was presented, and I love Hurry. I I, I thought that it was well done in certain parts, and and I'm a fan of his comedy, but. I just, I'm a member of the progressive movement, and I just feel like stuff like this kind of gets people to roll their eyes, and they're like, okay, what's next then, for Pete's sake? Like, what, what what's next? Yeah. And I, I, I don't know. I just, I, I think it, it kind of does the movement a disservice sometimes. The problem with Apu. Or is there a problem with Apu? The Simpsons character, subject of a documentary, uh, our guest comedian uh, Rajiv Satyal, responding to the controversy and the documentary in particular. When you look at kind of the, the backstory to the character Apu and, and someone who came to the United States to study at university and, and obviously was uh, much more qualified to do a lot of things than, than run a convenience store. But, uh, you know, he took on the, the responsibility to run this small business and he's such a hardworking guy and has to deal with all of this crap. Right. He's 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 one of those kind of unsung heroes of this this Simpsons universe. Right. And he's always kind of yeah. been that contrast, I think, to to dumb and dopey Homer who just stumbles along in life and seems to have everything go his way. I agree with that. I mean, you know, when I published my piece on Medium and then, you know, it's re-syndicated in Canada, which is awesome. You know, a friend of mine called me right away and, you know, white guy. And he just said, he goes, I loved your piece. He goes, one thing, he's like, it's a satire. It's the Simpsons. Nobody looks good at it. They're making fun of everybody. Like, that's just kind of like, even when you have, you know, Lisa, who's super smart and everything, but she's a dork and she's a nerd. It's not like, you know, people want to be her or something like that either. So I, I, I don't know. I just feel like everybody on that show is characters and dialed up to an 11 and and that, that that's part of the that's part of the show. It's comedy. I mean, I, and and you're right. The contrast to Homer. I mean, who wants to be Homer Simpson? I mean, he's not exactly a. <laughs> right. When he came out, it was like Married with Children or Dan Simpson that they were attacked constantly by the right, by conservatives, saying this is not the portrayal of American life. I mean, after the Huxtables and after the uh, the Keatons and all these you know sort of upstanding people, we had this you know kind of pulled the rug out on 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 Americans, and there weren't a lot of people happy with that. So it's kind of funny that it used to kind of tick off the right. Now it's ticking off. The left. I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe that maybe that means you're doing something right after all. I mean, there may be, and I think part of what the documentary is trying to point out is that there, there's there's a problem in Hollywood or that, that Indian Americans or even just you know visible minorities in in general are underrepresented uh, underrepresented in in Hollywood. Is, is that the case, and is that starting to change? Because you make the point in your piece, and you say uh, Indian Americans are, are killing it in Hollywood. Yeah, I think so. I mean, especially given the fact how new we are to it. I mean, you know, Indians really only started coming. I mean, I don't know about Canada's policy, but at least in the United States, uh, 1965. And so after that, I mean, a lot of us did become uh, engineers and doctors. And I asked my dad, like recently, I was like, you were a salesman at General Mills, and he, he retired fairly recently. I was like, you were calling on stores like small supermarkets where the general managers of these were high school graduates. You were driving around rural Kentucky, rural Indiana, rural Ohio. Did you go through racism? Like, and, and he's like, not really. I'm like, how? How did you not go through racism? Like, you've got such a thick accent. Like, do you think they were laughing at you behind your back? Did you just not pick up on it? And, you know, 
he has the same point of view that I do. It's like racism is very obvious. Like even if someone's doing something behind your back, like you can kind of feel that. It's not something that you sort of forget. And he goes, there was one guy that was like over the top racist because everybody else really kind of wasn't. I was like, why is that? He goes, because the few Indians they knew were engineers or they were doctors or whatever else. So I think that Indians still have quite a bit of respect. And only recently have we started going into Hollywood and comedy and, you know, acting and things like that. So I think for doing it in earnest for five, six, seven, eight years, maybe. Uh, yeah, to have an Indian on basically every mainstream TV show, or, or most of them at least, whether they're comedies or dramas, I think that is a lot of progress. Are we still underrepresented? Yes. But, you know, white people are still 70% of the country. So if, if the shows are 70% white, which is overwhelming, well, I mean, that's who's watching the shows. So, I mean, it's like if you want to know who's, who's watching the program you're watching, just watch the commercials. Whoever is acting in those commercials is the target market for what you're watching. And guess what? Those people are still mostly white. Yeah. Well, and you mentioned Aziz Ansari, and he's become a huge star. And I mean, uh, I guess technically Kumail's from, from Pakistan, but Kumail Nanjiani's uh, become a huge star too. And so, uh, you know, these these faces, these people, I mean, that's, that's becoming more mainstream. Yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting. Like, I, I wrote a piece recently about, like, kind of where are the Hindu uh, Indians, right? And I'm a Hindu, but it's like, you know, Kumail Aziz... Um, I named one other person, like Russell's Christian. Like, we don't really have any big Hindu comedians in the United States or, or Canada that are really, really big. And, of course, you have Lily Singh up there in, in Canada, and she's doing great, and there's some other folks, too. But, again, we could subdivide and subcategorize and go, well, what about there's not a Punjabi Hindu guy from the Kush Mountains? It's like, okay, <laughs> right. you whiz. Like, like, I mean, we could continue to do this and do this and do this. Like, I just thought it was an interesting observation, but I wasn't trying. Oh, Hassan Minhaj, he's my old roommate, so he's become very big as well. So another Muslim guy. So, it, it, But I'm not sitting here going, oh, I don't think they should have what they have. It's like, hey, it's just an observation. It's just something interesting. It's, it's not like necessarily do something about it but i don't know again we, we can sit here and, and debate that all day long but i mean i think there's still progress well i think there is right and, and i mean you know it doesn't take away from whether or not harry and his documentary have a point but uh, you know i think to to look at these these other aspects to it i, I think is important i mean and, and i guess maybe that's the takeaway right even if if people object and if you object to some of the points he makes or the conclusions he reaches that you know there's there's some important conversations to be had yeah, no, totally. And and I think we get caught up in, is Apu offensive? It's like, okay, that's fine. But there's so many things that are still out of whack for minorities. I mean, police brutality and deportation, all the stuff going on with Trump, there's real racism. And there, there's something called the Allport scale. And I, I don't forget, it's like one to five or something. And I think it's, it's five is the one that's like genocide. It's like fascism and like really just horrible, horrible stuff. And then like one is jokes. And it's like we're focusing on jokes. It's like we still have institutionalized racism and housing policy discrimination and, you know, not equal opportunity for education. And there's so many things just like legacy wealth. And there are so many things to fight about and talk about and solve that. I mean, we're talking about cartoon character. That's kind of what the powers that be want us to do. They want us to fight over, you know, who's who's the next contestant on reality TV and not really get down to income inequality. And and I know that's not really a funny thing for a comedian to say, but, but I think that there's that's the irony in the whole situation. It's like, yeah, as long as they get us to fight about a poo, then I guess the, the they're gonna the powers of be gonna stay in power. Yeah, well said. Well, we'll leave it there. Uh, Rajiv has mentioned RajivSatyal.com. Uh, much more there. It's great talking to you here today. Uh, all the best. Take care. Thank you so much for having me, Rob. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at twelve thirty on News Talk seven seventy Calgary.